Welcome back to the BTS Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea. Joining me today is Morgan. Hey, what's up, everybody? So we're coming up on phase four of the Map of the Soul comeback, and it was just announced that Jimmy Fallon was going to have a show that's dedicated to BTS on the 24th, and he was on Twitter trying to create a hashtag to get questions to ask BTS, and feel like usually these kinds of things result in the same questions that they always get asked. Things like, uh, who do you want to collaborate with? And what is the new album going to be like? Or Boring questions is what you're saying. Yeah, it's like, Boring questions. What, what do you want to say to ARMY? Right. It's like, it's always the same questions in right. these interviews. And I mean, I know they're trying to get different kinds of questions, but they never use them. So that's what's kind of funny about this whole thing. And this thing was probably already taped by now, so it's like kind of pointless to even participate uh, in uh, that. Uh, right. But that got me thinking, it's like, what kind of questions would we want to ask that is like would never be asked and they would never answer? Because right. it's like, there's things that we really want to know that aren't like the usual questions. Right. Uh, they would not answer certain questions, clearly. Yeah. Like, there's so many things that ARMY has questioned. It's like... I'm sure they'd want to know like what everybody's sexuality really is, even though I don't really question anybody Whoa, wait, wait, wait. not is being that what straight. Are to know? <laughs> well, I think some people have their thoughts and it's like, they may not ask that as a question, but they think something already. And it's like, it, there's not really evidence of that. I don't have my thoughts regarding this at all. <laughs> I assume every single member is heterosexual. I assume that too. I know but that it is possible <laughs> that that's not the case, but statistically speaking, right? There's seven members. If you if you were to take any seven random males as a sample on Earth, more likely than not, they're all heterosexual, right? Right. Like, I mean, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe maybe the common wisdom where we're at right now, which by the way I don't agree with, but let's say that the common wisdom right now is that the you take a random sample of seven males, and um, I don't know, half of them are homosexual. What? That would be like saying half of the people are hom. No, 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 no. If you take any random sampling of seven males, probably they're all straight. And I thought That's in the in the population, less than five percent. Yeah, I was like three to ten. I've been hearing that kind of stat, like anywhere in that area. Closer to three, I'm thinking. Right. Why would it be ten? That's probably an optimistic uh, yeah. number. On no, well, I won't say optimistic or pessimistic because that would imply like you have an agenda one way or another. I don't think it's accurate, right? I just is ten percent of the population homosexual? I don't, I don't think so. But that's a question. If we were to ask, at least we would get an answer to yes or no. They okay. wouldn't answer it, but it's. I know a lot of people have their thoughts one way or the other, and this would be something that... And especially since so many fans ship them together. Yes, there's so much like fanfic and uh, all this stuff, right. and it's like, is that even warranted? Or I mean, it's like warranted. It's like whatever you think is whatever. It's, but it's like, if no one's even gay, then that doesn't make sense. Right. Let's say it's just not... It's not likely... I feel like at most one, but yes, I've, most one. I honestly think none of them are anything other than heterosexual. <sighs> I don't even want to speculate because number one, it doesn't matter to me. And number two, it just feels, I don't know. It just feels kind of 
why are we speculating about their sexual you know let's just assume nothing just assume nothing right we're speculating because we don't know because no one ever asked the question and yeah. they wouldn't answer honestly anyway right. if it was something other than just oh i'm straight right so it's, if this was because like it's a something question. we don't know for sure yeah yeah, yeah. if you're gonna ask uh, an hashtag i guess yeah, but it's if like Jimmy Fallon creating a hashtag to ask questions. Like, you're not going to ask the questions that people want to know the answers to. I'm, I agree. This is probably something people want to know the answer to, even though I don't think it's like particularly relevant or they necessarily have the right to know these things. But uh, people are curious, I'm sure. Yeah, they want to know. Hey, are there any gay members? <laughs> yeah, and it's like maybe like they purposely don't clear that up because they want people to think either or yeah maybe because there are there is a segment of the fandom that likes shipping people and they just want to leave it ambiguous to let them have their fun yeah let their imaginations uh, (laughs) wander yeah perhaps but yeah the other kinds of questions is like the people would really want to know is like okay who have you hooked up with like which celebrities oh but that would ruin it because then you'd know (laughs) who's not who's not gay right I don't know why people are so invested in them being gay. Why Why do you want them to be gay? I don't understand. Well, that's a question to ask people. Yeah. I mean, you see that a lot, but I, I don't know the answer. Right. There's not- even, I, and I, I'm not saying that I seek out this sort of thing, but I have been exposed to this kind of thing, not by my choice, just like randomly, but I know there is fan fiction that makes them have gay relationships. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's that kind of thing, right? Well, more of it is like the members ship together rather than the subject, the YN, with one of the members. So you see more of that. I don't know why what that is. What do you is. mean the, the YN? What? What? Like the person who's the fan. Oh, no, yeah, like, it's the members together. Yeah, more of it is the members but together. But that's still, you're purporting that they have homosexual relations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It's like, I wish I could explain that psychologically, but I don't know. I don't know. That's what people like, and that's what they see. I don't know. The that's what some people segment like. segment of the fans <clears throat> yeah. want to see. Right. Some people like that. Why? Hey, I don't know. Maybe some of you who like it can explain it to us. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a psychologist. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't I do not do it. I don't, I don't do that with my favorites. I don't imagine them having gay relationships yeah like we're talking about i don't care about the relationships you, at all i mean you like fact. the backstreet boys no one ever says hey i hope these two members of the backstreet boys uh, yeah, hooked yeah, up. exactly like, no one ever says that right yeah no one ever says yeah imagine if these two members had a gay <laughs> that's weird kind of but it's more common in k-pop yeah I, I do see that a lot and it's like the male groups and the girl groups it's like the same thing it's like everybody thinks everybody's hooking up within the group which i don't i don't know why that i is. saw a youtube video today i won't mention who but a very popular youtuber and the question was brought about which member of twice was gay and the person said if i had to bet i would bet at least one is gay and i'm thinking hold on there's nine members if we accept that five percent or less of the population is gay right and there's nine members why would you almost be certain that one is one is gay? That doesn't that doesn't follow the the trend, right? Right. Because if only less than five percent of the population is gay, then why would 
you'd be almost certain that one person out of nine, because that's greater than five percent, right? Yeah. You're basically saying, I'm almost sure that one person, uh, one person out of nine would be gay. What? Why? I would almost be certain that that's not the case. Now, if you said uh, one person out of a hundred, oh yes, then I would agree with you. Because if you if you brought a hundred random people, and if five percent of the population is gay, I would agree with you that yeah, probably at least one person out of that hundred random people would be gay. Now, if it was the case, would I be upset? No, I'm not. I'm not saying that I'd be angry or anything, but there's this tendency, I think, to overblow it based on what we experience in Western media. I just, I just don't see it. Yeah. You know, people are just so eager to just say, oh, there's this percentage of LGBT people. No, it's not that high. I know it's not 10% yeah, it's, it's really of people not that, high. It's just, that it's, I know. Your impression of it, I think, really outstrips the reality of it. There is not, there's not that many. You seem to think like in any peer group, in any group of people, there's got to be at least one person that's LGBT. No, that's not true. Like a, that's not a, true. A token gay person. If I care, gathered nine random people, I bet you the chances are all of them are straight. If I gathered a hundred people, yeah, somebody is gay. Yeah, a hundred, but yeah, like, yeah, out yeah of but nine, not nine, not nine. Out of nine, yeah, or out of seven, it's right. like I feel like there's zero. Chances are there's zero. Chances are, especially coming from Korea, which is very traditional. Yeah. Uh, like even if someone thought. Oh, maybe I'm gay. Like, they would just, like, yeah, exactly. not act on Precisely. it. So, yeah, that's what I think about that. So that's probably a question that would be asked if we could get a real answer to. But we wouldn't ask it. Are we talking about, like, the questions that we would ask them if we could ask them anything? Yeah, and if they could answer it, which they wouldn't. But it's like, which celebrities have you hooked up with? Which blind items are true? Like, what's, which celebrities, what's yeah, real? Which celebrities have you hooked up with? Well, one thing that I would ask BTS is, do they envision, like, if they if they could choose, let's say there's two scenarios that they could choose. One is a scenario that's like a typical K-pop, where the group disbands after a certain amount of years, right? And they sort of do solo things, and they can explore solo things. That's more typical to K-pop. That's a li- the life cycle of a K-pop group. Or, let's look at the Rolling Stones. They are like 70 plus years old. They have been together for how long now? 50 years? Mm-hmm. They're still the Rolling Stones though. They still tour together. Everybody still knows who they are. They're still a thing. I don't know if they produce new music, but would they prefer to be that? Would they prefer to just be BTS until in their, into their 70s? Or at some point, do they feel like, I want to do my own thing? You know, I want to do my own thing artistically or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like for whatever reasons, like which which thing are you more tied to, right? And you have to choose one. You can't you can't have both. Like if you could choose only one, which one would you choose? I think that's an interesting question, because most K-pop groups have just they've just been they have to die at a certain point. But there's nothing that says that they have to, right? Look at Super Junior. Super Junior is still Super Junior. Mm-hmm. They're well past the seven year thing. They are old according to k-pop standards right look at backstreet boys they're old according to like almost any standard they're still backstreet boys they're still touring they're still making money do they want that in their future or do they want to sort of break free at some point and do creatively their own thing i don't think they even know because if you ask 
all seven of them right now, they'd be like, no, we want to stay as BTS. Like, they're just... Uh, well, like, that's the company answer. Yeah, they they want to say that answer. But and, inside, what is the real answer is what, what I'm wondering. But it's like, they're not going to think about when they're 40 or when they're 50 or whatever. Right. But it's an interesting question because this is what's in their future. Yeah, so if Jimmy Fallon was going to ask the real questions, we'd want to know who's gay and what celebrities... Did they hook up with also which k-pop celebrities because there's rumors here and there and it's like oh is that a rumor that they hooked up with is that a fake rumor yeah of course people would want to know these things that's always what they would want to know mm-hmm. we want to know what happened with jimin in paris was that <laughs> real well i also want to know what celebrities American celebrities they met that were like rude or were like not what they expected. Like I would yeah. want to hear like what's the real story. Like because I'm sure they met some people like backstage and stuff. And True. Probably some True. people were rude and were like, oh, who are these Asian guys? And some were like, you know, not cool. I'm sure they would never say, but right. That's a question I'd want to know. And yeah, like you said, like what is their plans long term? That's something. I'd want to know when do they think BTS will end? Right. I mean, maybe they don't even know, but it's like, when do you, when do you think? But it seems like with K-pop, you can do solo things and then go back to your group. It's like it seems like that's a maybe. that's okay with everybody. Know. It's it's hard to say. Maybe it's uh, it's like unbroken ground, right? Yeah. I mean, the most the longest running K-pop itself isn't even that old. It's not even that old itself. The oldest. Example we have it is I guess the Super Junior, and even those guys they're like thirty five. That's nothing. That's really nothing. Sure, they've been around for fifteen years, fifteen seventeen years actually. Well, it seems but, like the ones who wanted to leave music they left. So yeah. then, but then the group has so many people that they still have enough. Oh, true. To There's keep just so many damn people being a group. Right, but you get what I'm saying. It's a new thing, K-pop. If a music group has a following. It can go on indefinitely. The Rolling Stones are like, uh, didn't they just announce that they're going to tour again? How are they even going to physically do that? I don't know how they have the energy. Anyway, people still buy their tickets. Well, I don't know how people run for president in their 70s either or the yeah, 80s. I mean, it's like, like, it takes um, a lot of yeah, work. Yeah. So maybe, it, yeah. Who knows what the future is for BTS? If they want to just stay together, perhaps they could until they're in their 70s. But do they even want that? Maybe they're eager for the day where they can do their own solo things, right? Who says they're not? Maybe they, they want to do that. Maybe some people want to just not do music. Maybe some people want to go to acting. Who knows? Et cetera, et cetera. I feel like it'll end when people get in serious relationships. Like They're like, oh, I want to get married. And then maybe more than one thinks that. I mean, but why though? Because like the Stones got Oh, did they all get married? I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't have to end it. It just seems like in K-pop, oh, that's uh, going to end oh, your right. career as a, as a huge act. But it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. Maybe like those cultural standards will change, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it should. But like the Korean netizens, they're, they're harsh on anybody who's like, oh, I'm getting married now, by the way. They're, right. <laughs> they turn on those people. You're getting married. You can't work. What a weird thing to think. Yeah, it's like what? How does that prevent you from singing? I mean, they can sing <laughs> indefinitely. Yeah, like, what? Anybody can sing. Well, they're so large, and like their 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 following is so international, and we know that international fans don't think that same way. Like, what international fan thinks? Oh, you can't get married. 
Very few, right? Yeah, in fact, like, Justin Bieber just got married, so it's like, he's doing fine. He has an album, and he's going to tour. I mean, I'm not going to speak to his, like, health or anything, but it's it's like, yeah, it didn't prevent him from yeah. anything. International he fans don't care about that. continued on with his career just fine. I just feel like BTS will be able to, if they want, they could continue this for a while, but who knows if they want that. I think they're not looking that far ahead. They're just going along with it. And they want to do it as long as possible as a group. They seem very unified. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, I guess we'll see when someone gets in a serious relationship, what happens there? Like, is that person going to think, oh, I have to, I have to bow out? Or will they try to like, hey, let's change how people see married K-pop stars. Like, I can still be in a group and be married at the same time and keep doing it. Because if anyone's going to change how they think, the fans think when they're being negative towards the ones that want to get married does like bts will be the ones that change it i bet you one of them is in a serious relationship right now i mean it's like about to propose kind of serious like about to get married serious oh and i don't think if it's a a girl group like if someone in a girl group was like i want to get married now i like i don't think that is going to change the industry that would not be groundbreaking like whatever would happen normally is what would happen you know what i mean it has to be like a male group that's like i'm gonna change things um, male groups are more popular so it would have more impact it would follow well they have more impact but i think people look at the, in korean society it's like more of a patriarchy so it's like whatever the males want to change that's what's going to change but if like a okay. woman wants to do something differently i don't think it would really change anything like if someone in twice was like i'm getting married now i think i feel like she would just i'm leaving the group like that would be her next thing to say oh you well, know if she left the group well you can always leave the group yeah i don't feel like someone in twice would be like i'm gonna be the trailblazer for like the married woman k-pop star like i feel like that wouldn't happen like they would just tr- try to like follow along with what everybody expects mm, probably not yeah is there a married k-pop star no Right? Um, not that I no, I not really. It's it's all new ground. Not it's that I such know a new of. industry. Period. I think mean, only old people, and like when I say old, I mean like thirty five, are t- super junior, right? And they're all breaking new ground right now, and they're meeting some resistance. In fact, yeah, it's like Lee Took can't even like <laughs> message women right. on Instagram. So, it's like, geez, I, I don't know. At some point, I think people will just get used to it. You know, people can. They can get married, they can have kids, they can have lives and still be like Backstreet Boys. They they have lives. I feel like all or maybe all but one are married too. And yeah, but nobody nobody said anything. About, of course you can have a kid. Of course you can have your own life. I just think that eventually K-pop's going to be in that headed in that direction. So you have nothing to worry about. Right now there's some a few crazy people, but the vast majority of people I think are reasonable. And they accept that K-pop celebrities can have their own lives, do their own thing, still go to work, and that's all there is to it. So I think it's going to change very, very quickly. So there's nothing to worry about in that front. Probably just needs one major case to change how society goes with that. Yeah, and I don't want to say society is that against them. Yeah, but it just takes like one person to set an example. Right. Like every single time one of these things happen and people say there's quote unquote controversy, it does feel like it's just some crazy minority. 
Is it really a majority of people that? I mean, I'm not familiar with Korean culture, but is it most people that feels things like, oh, so and so can't get married? Why? I don't know. I just I have a hard time believing that a majority of the population thinks things like that. I just tend to think that a majority of the population doesn't care. First of all, right? Yeah, it's like all <laughs> they have to do is just not listen to that group's right. music. I then... just really think the majority of the population doesn't care. You know, and the people who are the most vocal are just a small minority of people. Do they exist? Yes, sure. But how much do they matter economically? Not much. How many of you are just stop listening to so and so XO to Super Junior because they are dating or something like that? Let's look at let's look at their album sales tomorrow versus one month ago. I bet you anything it doesn't even have an impact, right? So it's just a lot. A loud minority. I don't think it even mattered to anybody in America. No. People in America don't even, aren't, aren't even aware of it. Of course, they wouldn't care about it if they were aware. So I just think it's a loud minority. And as soon as companies just realize that it's a loud minority and really just stop caring about them, this will change. There will be no dating bans. It's just it's not going to matter anymore, right? Well, I, I was seeing somewhere like so that JYP's dating ban was three years i was like okay i didn't know it was only three years or it was a only set. well i i didn't know there was like some set amount of time it was three years yes and then so if that's the case then people should have expected like okay someone's gonna start dating on this date you know or announce it or right and they should <laughs> but i mean i'm sure jyp isn't trying to publicize like here's no. the date that it right. that ban ends by right. the way every single Almost every single JYP act is past the dating ban, right? Except for Stray Kids and Itzy. They're all past the dating ban. They can date according to the rules of the company. Now, I bet you anything, even when it was against the rules. Come on. Young people, they're going to want to find a way to date each other. (sighs) You know, life finds a way. They're going to want to try to get together. Well, and as artists are more in the West, I feel like they're going to absorb more of the western ideas of like independence and it's like oh i should be able to date whoever i want to date and uh all these. well i don't know if they'll absorb our ideas but as the market grows the companies won't feel as beholden to some of these ultra dedicated fans they're not as economically beholden to them right they have a model that's closer to a western model where you just want a wide fan base as opposed to a narrow, dedicated fan base. I think that's good. I think that's in the future of K-pop. And hopefully dating bands go away. Because you know they're dating. We've been through this before. They are dating. Anybody over the age of 18 is date, definitely dating. Come on. If you're listening to this and you're over the age of 18, you date. do you date people? If your workplace told you not to date people, would you not date people? Ask yourself that. No, you would definitely date people. Your impulse to date people would definitely be stronger than whatever your company told you, right? Well, we have heard like they have such full schedules that there isn't even time. So I think that's possible Like without even banning it. It's just like they're just so busy. Mm. Well, as they say in Jurassic Park, life finds a way. Yeah, and then maybe at most it'll be like texting and like sending pictures and stuff like that. Sure, life finds a way. I don't know if they have time to like, oh, let's go... To a bar and meet up and oh, do this and that right. and go to well, a hotel no, room. No, they don't go to a something. bar or whatever. But you know, you've seen those like TV specials or whatever. They go to like a 
like a parking lot or something, and they meet up together. I don't know. They they find ways. Come on, young people who wanna who who are sexually attracted to each other, they will find they will find ways. We've all we've all been those people, and we all know that if when you're in those shoes, what is your priority? It's not anything else. It's definitely your sexual attraction to other young people. That is that is definitely your priority as a young person. Oh, here's here's a question I would send to Jimmy Fallon that he won't ask. It's like what what secrets have you kept from Bang PD? <laughs> So yeah, ask that's the a good members, question. Like, what have you not told him? <laughs> that's a good question. There's some things, I'm sure. Right, there are some things. Yep, for sure. They've probably had some like crazy, like nights, adventures, stuff like that. That's like Bang PD has no idea about. That he maybe he thinks he knows everything, but he really doesn't. I don't even think he knows everything. He accepts that he doesn't know some things. I'm sure, but yeah, they probably had some crazy stuff going on. I know people don't want to hear that, but yeah, they probably have had some crazy, crazy stuff. And then I would want to also ask, but they may not even know, but what, like, what is the plan right now for enlistment? It's like, are you guys going or not going or yeah, that is a good question. one at a time or right. all together? They may not even know, but that's a question I would want to ask. Right. But anyway, I'm sure Jimmy Fallon will just ask, like, what do you He's think? He's going to ask the, the- basic questions the same questions yeah. like what do you think about army like what do you how do you like the new album like who right. do you want to collaborate with true the same things do you as a k-pop fan like to watch reaction channels on youtube i do not well there's one that i do like to watch and this is the joey Nato. i think that's his name joey Nato. so he's like a music producer and he happened upon k-pop reaction and here's what i think happened basically he wasn't like a big fan of k-pop or anything like that but one day he did a k-pop reaction video and it got a lot of views and now he's really into it right which mm-hmm. is oh, that's fine but i watch him because it um he has like a lot of he's a music producer so he has a good insight so I, I i watch him but i i i tend not to watch reaction videos in general because they don't seem to they really don't add much. They just say how much they love the thing that they're watching. Yeah, I bring this up because I notice a lot of reaction channels are exist now. And like that's a very easy thing to create content for because it's like all you have to do yeah. is just watch a video and react right. to it. And I just feel like it seems really popular for reacting to K-pop videos. Right. And I think, is that because you know, K-pop fans are a big audience. And so like, that's why they're reacting well, to K-pop. I think what it is, is K-pop fans, reaction videos are very popular. And I even experienced some of this. I, I can sense some of this in myself. When I, if you're part of a subculture and you witness another person who's, you clearly identify as not part of your subculture, it really helps if they, it's obvious they're not part of your subculture, right? But then they, react they watch your thing and they say hey this is a cool thing i like this thing it validates the thing that you like you point you can point at that and say see regular people like it so and so likes it so and so likes it and it really feels good that other people that are not part of your subculture validate your subculture they say it's it's a good thing blah 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 i i agree and that's i think that's that's normal you don't want to you want whatever you like you want to get have a sense that other other people like the same thing, and that validates your choice, right? 
it's not it's not a subculture so much yeah and reaction videos sort of do that and the most successful reaction videos are when reaction videos where it's just another person that's exactly like you you know they look like you they sound like you they're the same race etc they're not as popular the ones that are most popular i feel like are people who are outside of whatever demographic you're in right yeah like let's say you're an asian male if you watch a reaction video where it's like a black male you'll think oh wow cool there's like a a, a wide variety of people who like the thing that i like and that really validates that i think that's what reaction videos are they don't offer any insight obviously it's usually just people saying this is awesome well if you are watching a a movie review why do you watch a movie review you watch a movie review to figure out should i watch this movie yeah, and you want to hear like real criticism or real right because you're still deciding it. whether I want to watch this movie or not. When you're w- watching a reaction video to a video or MV, you're not trying to decide where, whether or not you're going to watch that MV or whether or not you like it. You've already made up your mind whether you watched it and whether you like it, right? So why are you? What purpose does it have for you to watch somebody else's reaction? You just want to validate your choice. Yeah, I do remember when I first got into K-pop, I watched a lot more of them. And maybe that's why. It's because I was like, okay, I really want to see what other people think about this music that I'm just getting into. But what you actually wanted to see was they thought the same thing as you. Mm-hmm. I love it. Did you watch many videos where they said, I hate it? They don't even exist, probably. Right? But you were not. you wouldn't be interested in that sort of video. You just want to see videos that validate your point of view. Well, and yeah, and the best ones are the ones where people have a lot of personality or over-the-top reaction or they're funny. And then the problem with that is that might not be genuine. They might be just like acting. Mm-hmm. That's true. So they might just it's be like acting. you don't know because they they know that's what gets more views. It's like that's right. I'm going to act really excited or I'm going to act crazy and like fall off my chair because right. of this, this K-pop video. That's true. That's true. They might just be acting. So, yeah, I don't even know anymore. But, I mean, I, I watch them every once in a while if, like, if it's a big video that came out. Well, and I just want to see I don't even watch what people videos, think. So it doesn't affect me. But um, I understand why people like them, though. According to a new article in Forbes, tickets for the new BTS World Tour, which includes us because we got tickets. Correct. These tickets are selling in record quantities in the first three days beating sales for other pop artists such as Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift. And, Amazing. Yeah, according to StubHub, it's like twice as many tickets sold for BTS as the entirety of the Super Bowl. Well. Well, that's not going to have like a lot of resale on Super Bowl tickets. I mean, if that was the case broadly, I regret not buying more tickets to resell. But in my experience, it's not true across the board. Um Demand was definitely strong for some cities and soft for others. But I did feel it was, maybe overall, it was stronger than demand for Taylor Swift tickets, which is amazing because they, those the demand for those tickets was very, very strong. Yeah. Um, it says in the first 72 hours, it was like 560% growth for BTS versus yeah. uh, Ariana Grande's Sweetener Tour, which is 378% right. growth and... Taylor Swift's tour, which is 258% increase. Well, I mean, are are all these figures from StubHub? Are all these figures from StubHub? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so anecdotally, I can tell you that all the extra 
tickets that I bought because, uh, as you know, I, I tried to buy what I was allotted um, and resold, and I resold a lot of them already. It's almost paid for the it's almost paid for the ticks that we're gonna actually keep. So if that gives you any indication, the demand has been super high, very very good demand, very very robust. For every city, I don't know because I didn't buy tickets for every city, but for the major cities, yes, for sure, the demand has just been very very strong, and um, it just goes to show just how far they have come. I mean, this is a, a foreign group that is selling. Better than like a Taylor Swift. Yeah, and you know what's notable is like they're comparing BTS to Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift. When Ariana Grande has a lot of that tour had a lot of cities in it, and she plays arenas, so it's like if they have more demand for their stadium right. tour, like that's right. really a big, so even bigger difference. It yeah, I mean they probably have sold more tickets. Just think about it. Stadium tour, especially if you do a back-to-back. If you do a back-to-back in a place that seats 70,000, I don't think Ariana Grande did any stadiums, right? So all of her places seated 25,000, all of them. And I don't think she did any back-to-backs. So every single location, she's just like 25,000, right? Because right. these are where basketball teams play. Basketball yeah. teams, it's 19,000 to 25, which is the high end. And I don't even think that 25 is realistic. I think really it's like 19 to 21 probably, right? Because they're all roughly the same size. So she's playing in those types of arenas. BTS is selling 65K. Yeah. And maybe maybe a little bit less, maybe like 50 because they close off some of the stadium for some of them, right? Some of them I saw like MetLife, they were selling the whole stadium. Like all the way around, even like the bad viewpoints. Yes, and that's like seventy k. And they play, they play Friday Saturday. That's a hundred and forty thousand. What would Ariana Grande have to do to sell a hundred and forty thousand tickets? She would have to play seven dates, right? That's like seven weeks of her tour, where BTS got it, got that same amount of tickets in a weekend. That's the difference between playing stadiums and playing arenas. Yeah, but yeah. Ev- everyone here considers Ariana Grande, she's an A-list artist. She is an A-list artist. I, I'm not arguing with that. But they don't. They may not think of BTS that way. They're like, oh, who's that? They're like, oh, Yeah, K-pop. but their ability to sell these tickets is amazing. The demand is sky high. I, I can all- even reference it to, because we bought tickets for the last tour, right? So I know what the demand for that was like. This is a total different animal. Totally different animal. It's like Taylor Swift plus something. And so. these numbers were comparing to Taylor Swift's Lover Tour, which it had very limited dates, but yeah. still BTS had more demand right. than that, even though they had a lot more dates. Right. So that's like even a bigger difference. Right. Because Taylor Swift, didn't she only have like four dates total? Something like that? For the, the love, love, yeah. Yeah, so there's like, Two in LA and then two in the East Coast. Well, I should know. I bought for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like even BTS with their tour in many right. cities had more demand. So that's pretty I bought, I bought tickets for all of them. Impressive. Can't wait. It'll be the first time they open SoFi Stadium. We'll be there. Which makes me wonder, why couldn't BTS play SoFi? I guess it's just scheduling. They had to play Rose Bowl. Yeah, I guess it's not ready yet. If it's... Uh... uh no, isn't it? Yeah, you're, Maybe it's not. You're football. You, 
Does anyone play there yet? Well, I mean, our Taylor Swift, our Taylor Swift concert is there. Well, that's all the way in August, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just a couple months away, right? Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, but SoFi is a very modern, very, very cool stadium. It's where the Rams are going to play, and the Chargers. Anyway, that Taylor Swift concert is going to be there. We're going to see it. Oh, and another comment I saw from a K-pop fan of another group was like, "Oh, I'm so glad that my group chooses to perform in arenas instead of Why? stadiums." Why? Because it's it's more intimate with the fans. That's not that intimate. It's still a huge, yeah, it's still a gigantic. No, but area. it's like no one wants to play at a smaller place if they have the choice. No. There, no one's choosing that They make for, more money at a larger arena. They're not saying, oh, I'm choosing arenas for the fan experience. Yeah, they're, not do, they're not doing that. It's like They would choose a stadium if they could. Yeah. Anyone There's who, very few people who can choose it. If you want to play a stadium, they will, if you can. Any artist would do that. It's basically asking artists, do you want to make more money or less money? Who's going to say less? <laughs> nobody. Yeah, it's like nobody wants to work more to make right. Uh, the same or less money, you know. They can they can play a stadium, and basically it's the equivalent of playing three dates at an arena. Yeah. W- who wouldn't want to do that? Like no one would choose that. It's like every artist is right. trying to play the biggest place possible. Right. They're trying to make the most money for the least work. Sorry, that's just the case. And if you're doing stadiums, then that's what you're doing. And it's like the only times an artist is going to do like a really small place is if someone just paid a lot of money. Like if you're a tech company and you're like, oh, I'm going to have Lady Gaga play at right. a company party True. or whatever. It's like we're going to just give her a million dollars or whatever right. it is. And that's the only way you're going to get True. A, an A-list artist in like or a small. Or sometimes like in, in Vegas. The residencies, yeah. Yeah, the residencies, the, like all the tickets would be so expensive. Sometimes they like... I don't it's like sometimes Vegas hotels don't spend their money wisely. They they overpay for artists. Right. They overpay and so then artists. they have to like charge a lot for yeah. tickets. I remember what was it? There were two things that I remember. And we've been to Vegas a lot. There're two events. They're just so astronomically expensive. Garth Brooks and Beyoncé. They they both played in Vegas like once. No, no, no. Garth Brooks had like a semi-residency. But then the thing about Garth Brooks it was it was a good show, actually. I think that I actually would like it, even though I don't, I'm not a Garth Brooks fan. But it was kind of a very, like, it was a small theater, right? But then the thing is, you have to pay so much to get in there. It was like, the low point was $500. Can you imagine? Cheapest ticket is $500. What's the most expensive ticket, right? So I almost think it was worth it, actually. Because from what I heard, it was a very, like, low-key... Like, it was tailored to the people who were there. I don't know. I, I just feel like... Well, like, I would like that as a fan if there yeah. weren't that many people around. <laughs> right. Know? And he just sort of did what you wanted. You know? It was just sort of... It was very you tailored. You can, like, really to, see them. Yeah, it was tailored to the people who are there. And, like, wow, that's... Yeah, but you have to pay 500 to, like, $2,000 to get in there. You know? So... These were both at the win, I think, right? Yes. And the Beyonce, I don't remember. That might not have been that expensive. I mean, it was a, it was a while ago. So, like, for for us to consider what we consider expensive, you have to understand, as you, like, get older in life, like, what you consider expensive is not necessarily what you consider expensive later on. Like, well, this is too much. And then five years later, you just don't think that's too much. 
But at the time, I remember thinking, I was like, wow, this is just way too much. But back to BTS. Basically, this is, this is where they're at now. They are a gigantic act and they have this much pull. It is just indicative of where they are at. Good for them. This, this tour look, already looks very successful just with the ticket sales. Uh, it's a, definitely already a success. Serious? It is already a, a success, a raging success. They are going to make a lot of money. It's a good segue into their net worth. <laughs> so that brings me to the next story, which is talking about BTS is now the highest paid boy band in the world. It says that they're the highest paid Korean group in 2019, according to Forbes, after they earned $57 million in pre-tax income in 2019. Just this year? Yeah. Oh, okay. And as far as individual net worth, it looks like J-Hope has the biggest net worth of $12 million, according to one source, and then Mm -hmm. the rest of them are $8 million each. Okay. The reason J-Hope is ahead of the others is like he has his solo album, Hope World, which must have brought in more money than the others from their... Okay, makes sense. ...portions from the group. Right. But... That's good, and it sounds like, well, they're doing well. But at the same time, it's like you look at the net worth of American artists, and it's like, why is BTS not getting more like those numbers? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like almost unfair. Like, I don't know how that's divided in Big Hit or how Nor that works. Nor do I. Well, which artists are you comparing them to? Well, I think it's fair to compare them to a group that's similar. So, like One Direction, like we have stats on what their net worth is even though they're not a group anymore this right. is kind of what they're they're a similar demographic yeah and um okay out of all of them to summarize harry styles who's the most well-known and successful out of all of one direction he has a net worth of 75 million dollars and then the next two down make 70 million dollars and then after that, it's like 65 and then 60. So the basically, other. they all have a net worth that is the same as BTS combined. Right. So I don't know how that worked out. Was it, did they make more money or does like um, their record label didn't take away as much or? It's hard to say. It is hard to say. First of all, these these are all estimates, all these net worth things, right? Yeah. But it's probably not too far off. Now, One Direction is a little bit older than BTS. That's true too. Like when I was doing research for this topic, I said, well, how much is Katy Perry worth? How much is Taylor Swift worth? They're, by the way, they're both worth over $300 million. But that's not a fair comparison necessarily because they're both older. They've been more established for a longer time. So it would make sense that they have more earnings, right? But a fair comparison would be One Direction because they're not that are they that much more established than bts a little bit right a little bit but they're worth a lot more why that is i'm not sure is it just because they always existed in a market that's more lucrative probably i'm not sure what it is they were they able to make monetize things outside of um their music maybe but then it doesn't seem like that would be the case because they all seem to be roughly around the same right so right. it kind of seems like whatever money they made was from one direction. Do they have more favorable contracts? Could be. Could be that the Western contracts are more favorable to the artist. Could be. It's hard to say. 
Now, do we have to feel sorry for BTS? No, they're not poor, obviously. <laughs> but uh, it does feel like relative to other artists of s- similar quality, they're a bit underpaid. A lot underpaid. Yeah. That's that. They just feel like they're underpaid to me. For, but, how, for how much money they bring in, it seems like yeah. they should be getting more individually. I feel like I feel like Big Hit is pocketing more of it, you know? But when they renewed their contracts, they had their own outside lawyers look at it. And I don't know if they thought the terms were okay, but... But maybe these terms are just okay in a Korean sense. Yeah, maybe they weren't thinking like, we need to be like even more... Yeah. Greedier. Maybe, maybe we need a bigger piece they of weren't, this. They weren't thinking like Western artists, you know? They're probably thinking of fairness. Like, well, Bang PD, yeah. you know, he puts in all this work and all these other people. Well, maybe just like the standard in Korea is just different, right? Yeah. It could be just different. And I'm not here to say that that's like a, a travesty or whatever. Because, you know, the company does deserve to make money. It's not like they don't deserve to make any money. They took a lot of risk. Right, they invested in BTS and any music act. They deserve to profit when it's profitable, right? How much? That's a matter of opinion. But in this case, I do feel like maybe the company profits in a higher percentage than they would in a Western company. That's all I'm saying. And the result is each member of One Direction is worth about the same as all the members of BTS combined. That's the result, but you would you would you would like to maybe see BTS make more money from all their stuff. Is all I'm saying. They, you know, they always talk about how oh BTS means X amount to the economy, right? Yeah. And of course, when they say that, that includes a bunch of stuff that's not even including just the direct amount of money they make. But let's just look at the direct amount of the money they make. I bet you BTS gets to keep a very very small percentage of that. I think Big Hit takes a, a, a lion's share of it more than an American company would take from, let's say, Taylor Swift or uh, Ariana Grande, right? Or a Katy Perry. As much as those artists like to complain, I'm thinking specifically about Taylor Swift, their companies take less than Big Hit takes. I bet you. I bet you. Those artists are richer by a mile. Now, part of that is, of course, that BTS has seven members, right? They have to, so whatever they make, they have to split seven ways, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas whatever Taylor Swift makes, she doesn't have to split seven ways. That makes a big difference. But even that notwithstanding, I feel like they get kind of screwed. Doesn't it seem that way? It seems like they get kind of screwed. Yeah, as the artists, like the BTS wouldn't be as big as it is if they weren't the ones singing and in all the pictures and in everything. Seems like they should have, like, J-Hope should be worth more than $13 million. Well, maybe, maybe not. But, I mean, it does feel like if, if they were Westerners, they would have a bigger share of the pie. It does feel like that. Yeah, these, like, I didn't even follow One Direction, but it, these less famous members, the lowest earning one is still, like, $60 million. Yeah, like, they're wow, all about the equal. That's crazy. They're all... They're all about equal because they're all making their money from one direction, presumably, right? I don't even know all the members. There's like Harry Styles and I don't. I couldn't identify them. (laughs) I don't know. I just know them basically by who they date. But okay, I wonder how do they have so much net worth because I'm sure they 
don't own they their toured. songs. Yeah, they, they toured. toured, but like they didn't like. I I had thought a lot of the money is in songwriting and have your name on the credits. Mm, a there. lot of money is in touring. No, a did lot they of the do? Money is did in they touring. do a lot of touring? I don't remember. I'm gonna guess yes, though, based on their net worth, right? They must have. They must have. I mean, that's where the money is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna guess yes. They did a lot of touring. It was profitable. Good on them. I also think if you are coming from not a rich background, like if you came from a regular background. It's hard to say, oh, I demand that you pay me this much. Like, you can't even think in really big numbers. Like, you probably think, oh, I can buy this size of a house or this size of an apartment. That's that's what I want. That's enough. Do you think they have kind of that mentality? Because they all come from, as far as I know, like, well, do we know? BTS has, I mean, comes from regular backgrounds. Yeah, but do we know if One Direction came from similar backgrounds? Probably. They weren't all rich, right? I think it might be just like more of a difference between the cultures and the uh, the context of the industries, West and East. How the yeah. how they're structured. Because I don't think like every One Direction person, probably some of them came from humble backgrounds. Like there's no way all five of them are like, I'm such a business genius. I negotiated yeah. this much more. I just think more. that people from Western companies tend to get paid more. I just think that's just the, like the tradition of it, right? People from the k-pop world they're used to getting paid a smaller percentage but we always hear about groups where like oh the manager ripped them off and then that group actually made nothing and i mean i guess no one ripped them off but i guess if you're successful it's like you're really successful you can everybody well, yeah nobody ripped off one direction i don't yeah but you always hear about artists being taken advantage of so i don't yeah. think it's necessarily like in the west it's like oh you give you know preference to the artist in making you know a big no, percentage I, I don't think that's true but just the default percentages i think are more favorable yeah and i think if you're, you're successful then everybody's really successful like everybody connected to right. the do you hear what i'm saying like the default percentages are more favorable to the artists yeah whereas the default percentages in korea are not favorable to the artist that's all i'm saying and the only way that the default percentages wouldn't hold is if your company is really shady or something something wrong happened right somebody ripped you off right but if everybody sort of followed the law just i i do think that you would make more money as a western artist doing your thing i just think that's just normal more normal i'm not saying it's better or worse i'm just saying that's it's, it's normal for western artists to see more money see more revenue than korean artists people are sending them a lot of money in this in this tour and um how much of this is BTS getting? I think it's fair to ask. Maybe we'll see the the change in the net worth after this tour ends, and we can Maybe. see how much right. you know filtered down to them. It's it's sad in a way that they couldn't be as wealthy as they would have been if they were just American artists. They would be they would be wealthier if they were just purely American art. I guarantee you. Do you have to be sad and broken up about it? No, they're fine not gonna die it's 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 okay guys so are you very familiar with the artist jay park uh kinda i only know he's a rapper and he, he used to be with jyp yeah at some point and mm -hmm. broke away from that or ended his contract i don't know what what it was but he is signed with jay-z at rock nation oh yeah yeah i was aware of that and apparently he's done interviews and bts has come up and he's mentioned how 
people get him confused with them and then they expect a certain thing like a bts type of well people sound. get him confused with them that doesn't seem he's one person well i think the music together is k-pop right yeah especially if he's trying to market himself in america not everybody is right. aware right so i guess he's mentioned bts and i'm not sure if he has done that in a negative way like in a shady way or if army just picked up on these comments and then they're just kind of attacking him just for bringing it up it's hard to tell what Mm -hmm. was the intent on that right but he had one quote that said that's very awkward for me because in korea i'm considered too edgy in america everybody considers me k-pop so they think my music is going to be like bts so they kind of sleep on my music and i'm in an awkward space but i'm the only one in this space Mm. i can understand that because like when you think about it, when people look at him here, they're probably like, oh, you're a Korean artist? That's like BTS. You know, that's just the thing that's at the top of their minds, right? So they just sort of lump them together. I could see that, you know? And of course, just because you're Korean doesn't mean you're you're like BTS or you're related to them in any way. Yeah. So uh, I, I could see how that could be a difficult friction for him. Yep. That would be frustrating. Yeah. And um, I think the way some army was looking at it was like he's blaming bts for this but it's like who's at fault really uh, yeah i don't think he's blaming bts i think it's just the circumstance right i mean that's the way he worded it but it's, it's kind of like he can't say oh my company sucks I, at you know, I don't think putting me out there BT- yeah i don't think he's blaming bts i think it's just it's just the reality of the situation did he say is i hate bts or is BTS? no right he didn't say that. He just said it's kind of the circumstance that he exists in. Maybe whatever he said initially wasn't that bad, but it just kind of escalated because he said some things in the interview, in an interview that mentioned BTS, and then probably on Twitter a lot of people like came yeah. at him. Right. And then he had some more tweets that kind of made it a little bit worse, but it was it's like all reacting to other things. Like, right. Well, yeah. I mean, that stuff happens on Twitter. And then he's kind of saying, like, what BTS did for hip-hop, what Jay Park has done for K-hip-hop, what Bong Joon-ho did for Korean film. Uh, it's yeah. like, I wouldn't say that's all equal, but right. I, I guess he's trying so he to say... To compare <laughs> yeah. all of the, now, I, I, I understand there are some people who said, hey, it's not even comparable or whatever, because obviously BTS has done more for K-pop than he's done for whatever K-hip-hop, whatever he thinks, right? And Bong Joon Ho has done more for Korean film, but the thing is, it's like, what, uh, what does it matter, right? Did uh, did he say something that is like, the scale of it is not correct? Yeah, sure, but who does it hurt? It's just let him, let him say that. That's that's whatever. Is it a hundred percent accurate? No. But is it malicious or anything, or is it harmful? No. Also, no. Right. So let him say that I, I, you get his meaning right he's basically saying i'm the the hip, korean hip-hop person whereas they're the the film and the k-pop like bts isn't harmed by him sort of overstating his importance right bong joon ho is not harmed by him overstating his importance no so can you just leave it yeah you could probably just leave it i think part of it too is like koreans look at their artists and they like people that are humble 
So they think BTS is humble and Bong Joon-ho is humble. and But a rapper is going to be like, you know, I'm the greatest. I'm this and that. And like, that's right. just part of like what a rapper also, does. Also, Park isn't that Korean, is he? Isn't he, was he born in North America? I don't know. I, yeah, I think he's more North American than a lot of Korean artists. It might be part of it. Um, but I'm just saying people think maybe he is being too overconfident and they don't like that part of it. And it's like, okay, BTS being successful, that means everybody who doesn't know all of the Korean music scene is going to compare anyone else to BTS. Well, that's just going to be how it is. And there has to be a super big artist in Korean hip-hop for that to be its own thing. And then you're compared to that. But he probably wouldn't like that either. If there was like a a Korean like Kanye West or something, it's like, oh, J. Park, you're just like that guy. Right. Like, I mean, I mean, no one wants to be compared to anybody else. Right. It's just what people look at. It's like, this is what I think you're like. Right. So, I mean, in a way, I think he was kind of being too sensitive. But in another way, I think just the fans are just being vicious. And they're like, everybody's going after everybody else. And it's on Twitter. And right. Everybody I think it's okay. can just chill out. <laughs> right. I think it's fine. I don't think he was being too I anything. think if he wants to avoid all uh, like more negativity should not mention them a whole lot like he had like a rap where it was like you know army's not gonna hurt me or something like that and it's like (laughs) okay that kind of thing maybe you shouldn't say that because that's just like antagonizing people well i mean at this point it's 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 he's getting attention though right it's probably what he wants right you know it's probably intentional at this point so well give it to him it's probably what he wants and i feel like whatever's happening in his career that he might not be satisfied with this is jay-z's fault like he needs to like do better you know <laughs> like promote him more like i don't even know his songs really like if if i if i can't name a song yeah, it's like your it's your yeah. company that's I mean, you're not signed with them yeah we should be hearing more about that if that's the case right if they're and like jay-z supposedly has such a big company and respected company but i don't see that they're doing a lot for jay park well they should they should catch on to this korean wave somebody contact jay-z let him know maybe he doesn't know maybe he's not paying attention he might not be he's just at this point he's just a rich executive yeah he's just signing deals like yes i will sign with the nfl give me some money and maybe he's not in the trenches of like um developing artists still and you told him that korean pop music is like a a big new thing maybe jay-z doesn't even know (laughs) maybe he doesn't even realize it possible yeah but yeah well i think there's there's room for everybody like jay park bts but uh, well i mean the fact that he is signed with jay-z he can't really be harmed by quote-unquote korean netizens too much say what you want jay park go ahead maybe he's looking at this as kind of like a rapper thing you know how they're always having beefs with each other true maybe he's looking at it like that like oh even if it's not super genuine uh, we'll just start my but. final thought is Jay Park, do your thing. If it's a causing controversy, it's good for your rap career, go ahead. I have nothing against Jay Park. It's like maybe BTS doesn't even care. They're just like... I doubt they care. Maybe they're like actually friends with them and they're just like, whatever. Just say whatever you want to say. I seriously doubt they care. <laughs> Thank you to our guest, Morgan. You can find BTS Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. New episodes weekly. 
Please comment, review, or rate in the podcast platform you're using. Follow us on Twitter at OurBTS. Until next time, this has been the BTS Happy Hour. Thanks for listening, and remember, make every hour a happy one.